Welcome back. Chattahoochee Podcast, Episode 5, Shenandoah. Hope you brought two dozen roses. <laughs> Man, well, I'm excited about this episode. I've been telling people, they've been asking what uh, what the next episode's going to be, and I never tell. No, but um, safe. <laughs> I said, this is going to be a curveball, so, so get ready for it. It's a good curveball, though. There, there ain't no place that I'd rather be, I'm just saying. <laughs> next to you. Sitting next to me. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a this has been a fun uh, trip down memory lane. Just listen to all these songs again. I hadn't heard some of these in years. Yeah, a lot of great songs, a lot of hits, and then also there's still a lot of songs that just I never heard or never got played on the radio that are fantastic Shenandoah songs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's there's a few of these. I'm I'm kind of ashamed to say that uh, I had never heard. Same, you know. Yeah, but don't, there, there's don't, some don't shun me. Don't don't come at us. There's, there's, there's a few we didn't hear. <laughs> oh man, this is going to be fun. I hope everybody's enjoying the episodes we have out so far. the uh, The Travis Tritt episode that was a an absolute blast to make. We we had a lot of fun doing our research for that. Yeah. Almost broke me emotionally though. It's so hard to put your favorite Travis Tritt songs in in any kind of order. I've been uh, I've, ever since we put that out. I've been trying to uh, think of my top five Nelson's Diner items, and I just can't do it. Uh, you're, can you just put the whole menu, you know, from one to five? Like, just put the whole menu on there. It's all it's all worth eating. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh man. Well, Caleb, do you have any favorite memories from uh, our time? playing in rock bands oh yeah i feel like this is a great occasion for it too since this is our first like actual band we're covering yeah. in shenandoah yeah. you know there's a lot of fun and wild experiences to be had in being in a band and <laughs> people to meet and places to go yeah for sure that's that's part of the fun is just getting to and from the show <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe you make it well we told you guys um Last time we talked about um, the time we jumped in the Chevy Malibu. I mean, it was always an adventure. <laughs> She'll fly. She will go. <laughs> She'll go. Uh. She'll dance with her feet off the ground, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you will, too, because you don't have a choice. You do have no choice in the matter. <laughs> what do you got uh, for uh, any tall tales or favorite occasions for playing music man i was just thinking of some of our uh when we were in no vacancy some of my favorite um favorite shows or events that we played we um <laughs> once upon a time we played this kind of like a weekend thing it, we never like tour toured like we never like took off for like a week and played <laughs> anywhere you know yeah. but we would do like weekend things like okay like we're playing friday saturday and sunday stuff yeah. like that you know but uh, one time we played, it was a uh, a Friday night we went down. We played at Huntington High School. And um, so we, we went the night before because at that time we didn't realize, like, oh, like normal people just show up, like, before the show and set up. Like, mm -hmm. we would go the day before if we could, you know. Yeah. And run through our entire set and everything. Was that the first, like, organized... Was that like our what was it called? We put on. Was that like we put on a show with some other local groups? Yeah, it was the Rock for a Reason. Rock for a Reason yep, that was one, it. maybe. Yeah. I don't know why yeah. we did it in Huntington instead of like where we were actually from, <laughs> but we did. <laughs> that was man. That was a long time ago. Well, uh, one of our buddies, 
uh, Brad, Brad, if you're listening to it, big shout out to you, man. Um, he played in the band Without Excuse that we played with at Huntington High School there from Parkersburg, and he was the bass player. Holy crap. I, I never knew. knew that. I what? know, right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I didn't know it till like years later. I saw him at like a house show in Huntington, and he had, and I didn't recognize him at first, you know, it'd been years, you know, it'd been a yeah. long time. And he had uh, his pedal board case had like spray painted without excuse on it. I'm like, no, there's no way. What, what does it say? Did, that? did we just become best friends? What? <laughs> Transformers, Brad in disguise. I never knew. <laughs> but yeah, we so we set up that Friday night for that show, and uh, we got the. I remember we got the hundred bucket that you used to be able to get from B Dubs, like literally oh, one hundred yeah. chicken wings. Yep, and. Just our band, we ate ninety nine of them, yeah. and couldn't, we couldn't eat that last one. We one all felt like was dead. too much. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Where it was, it was rough. It was rough. I'm pretty sure Josh, our drummer, he was sick, and he couldn't hear at all out of like his one ear. Cold or like an ear sinus infection, like ear infection, or something, something like crazy. That. Yeah. It was going around. Well, what 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 was not fun was um, so we went down that Friday. We stayed the night that Saturday morning. I started to feel it too, <laughs> so I played that show with the flu. Like it, man, it was rough. That is no fun. That's that's my Michael Jordan flu game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, only I I did not win. There were no winners there. I can just always remember those two and going a day earlier and just watching Zach and Dave play and figure out how many amps it was possible <laughs> or speakers they could hook up reasonably without blowing everything up. Yep, <laughs> more power. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh boy <laughs> so we play the show i feel terrible we go home that night which uh another funny thing about that show or well you know when you did those events like that it was always, always like a christian event or like a christian rock concert as it was referred to so you would always have like a speaker like somebody would like speak between the bands we got Billy Manuel. Do you remember that? Yeah. And we the the way he he was pictured on the flyer. He's like, man, it looks like a it memorial like, service like, for me. Why y'all gonna do me like that? Oh god! In memory of Billy Manuel. I wish I still had one of those. <laughs> Miss you, Bill. Miss you, Bill. <laughs> I saw him recently. He he's still awesome. Yeah, of he course. still remembers all like the crazy, like ichthu stories and stuff. <laughs> but that uh so the we played that saturday the next day was easter and i was so sick i couldn't i couldn't get out of the bed at all like i slept the entire day on easter and then the next day we were booked to play at alice lloyd college in kentucky yeah and you guys came and got me like first thing in the morning and we just packed up and went to alice lloyd <laughs> saddle up here we go <laughs> We had nowhere, no idea where we were going or what we were getting ourselves into. But it was like they, I guess they like booked us for like their, their, like, I don't know, like their Christian night, like something. I don't mm. know. It was as much college kids. And um, we played every song that we knew and songs that we didn't know. We were playing country songs. We were playing we for like four hours or something, didn't we? We played Skinner. There, there's like, like, 15 or 20 college kids there just having a ball. Yeah. <laughs> we probably played the Skinner songs better than we do the actual songs that we had written. <laughs> and we didn't even practice any Skinner songs. I think it just it just naturally comes out, you know. 
just happened. <laughs> the, I remember the 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 ones that booked us. They uh, they let us stay in like this guest cabin mm-hmm. and bought us pizza and watched Major Pain with us after the show. Yeah, <laughs> like okay, cool. I remember that evening that I think we were getting ready to lay down for the evening, mm. and for whatever reason, there's like a nightstand or something. I can't remember. There's a random fork in the drawer. I just <laughs> okay. just like grabbed it out of there, laying in bed, and like backhand chucked it. And Zach, I think Zach caught it like <laughs> right in front of his face with you know the fork pointed in out. <laughs> How old were like sixteen, seventeen? Yeah. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Who turned us loose? <laughs> Oh boy, do you have any uh, notable memories? Oh, uh, let's see. Yeah, probably one of the ones that I always think of first when I reminisce about playing music is we were in Out of Asher, and it was a New Year's Eve show in South Point. Mm-hmm. Um, many great occurrences that evening. One that's like we said last <laughs> week. That's when we got to hear the Mark Sparks cover of Anymore. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think I cried. I can't remember. <laughs> Uh, that was the first time I think that we would we'd been practicing and finally had played one of the we just you know find random songs we liked and mm-hmm. attempt to play them and maybe cover them. <laughs> we did um, Lady Gaga was it paparazzi. Uh, might have been yeah, paparazzi. It was paparazzi. Yeah. We did that, <laughs> but also there was a lot of acts that night, and we had our merch table so set up to sell shirts and CDs <laughs> and stuff. And at the time, it was me and Kelsey sitting there, mm-hmm. and. This lady walks up, this older lady, I guess, I assume she was there for the show, but she walks up and she's eating like a bag of like that carnival, like little tiny popcorn bags from a carnival. And I don't think that there was anywhere in that building that anyone had popcorn. (laughs) No, I don't remember a popcorn vendor there at all. No recollection of that. She just walks up like open mouth eating popcorn. And just staring at she's like, so where do you register for these shirts? But she's like, you know, it's we're at a at a show and it's loud. There's music. She's like, so where do you register for these shirts? Like, it's like, what do you mean? Like, you can you can purchase one if you like, but I guess she thought it was maybe a giveaway or something. Like, we're not doing a raffle. <laughs> There's a John Deere tractor outside. You should sign up for that one. This, ma'am, this is a concert. But me and Kelsey just being so confused and looking at each other like, what is happening? What in the world? And then she circled back like five minutes later, and Clifton was standing out at that point. And she's like, does anyone have a phone I can use? And, you know, Clifton being the, the nice person that he is, they'll help anyone out. It's like, yep. yeah, you can use mine. So, you know, this sh- for another hour and a half, this show's going on. And for another hour and a half, this lady's just walking around <laughs> talking on Clifton's phone. We'd see her randomly just walking through on the phone like, yeah. who could she possibly be talking to? Who could hear? <laughs> With this show going on in the background. <laughs> and I just remember at the point when he got his phone back, he's like, yep, I don't, I have no minutes left. Like, zero minutes. I don't think the call so much as came to a conclusion as she just ran out of minutes. <laughs> she had, she definitely had more to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was calling in a review of this show to the local newspaper. I don't know. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> good times or interesting times at least. Interesting people always. Yeah, yeah, man. We could do a whole episode on just the interesting people yeah. we've met through the years. <laughs> you think back on some people like. Maybe that was a ghost. Like, that couldn't have been a real person. No, it didn't happen. Like, they... <laughs> We're pretty sure that school might have been haunted, you know, so maybe she was just... That's true. She might... <laughs> it's part of the 
You know, part of the part of the ship, part of the crew. You know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> that popcorn bag was actually from like the sixties. Mm. <laughs> the last time that school was actually used. She's been in the same bag for forty five years. <laughs> <laughs> She's never never found where to register for the t shirt. She's still looking. <laughs> you know. Oh my gosh. Oh <laughs> well Well, speaking of bands speaking and speaking of, of bands. Um better bands than us, you know. Yeah. Shenandoah. Shenandoah. Man. What a group. Hopefully everyone out there has had the pleasure of listening to Shenandoah. If you haven't, like before we get into this list or talking about Shenandoah, you should stop and at least go listen to one song. One at least one Shenandoah track. Yep. Yeah, but something tells me, though, that once you get into a couple of these, you'll be like, oh, I have heard this. Yeah. Like, I know all the words of this song. Like, you know? It'll like, you've heard, you, you might not even recognize the name, but you you will know the songs. Yeah. If you think you haven't heard Two Dozen Roses, I, I don't believe you. You probably heard it. <laughs> you just don't realize. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shenandoah the band. Can we get into a little bit of history here about Shenandoah? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, founded in 1984 in Alabama uh, by bandmates uh, Marty Rabin, who was on lead vocals and acoustic guitar, uh, Ralph Azell, who was on bass and some backing vocals, who is no longer with us, sadly. R.I.P. Uh, Jim Seals, who was on lead guitar and backing vocals. Uh, Mike McGuire, who was on drums and backing vocals. And Stan Thorne, who was on keys and backing vocals. And all these boys could sing and harmonize for real. So well. That's one of my favorite things about Shenandoah is the harmonies. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm sucker for harmonies. Man, they were mm-hmm. so amazing. Okay. Okay, here's a question for you. So we got a group with awesome harmonies. Mm-hmm. Another group with awesome harmonies was Diamond Rio. Yeah. Which one would win in a fight? Shenandoah, mm. fight to the death. Shenandoah versus Diamond Rio. Are we, are we talking about like a, a fair like fight? You know, or are we talking about a street fight? Anything street goes fight. like street fight. Man, that's a tough one. I don't know. I just feel like Marty's too good and wholesome of a man to play dirty. That's the thing. So I don't know if they win or not. I f- I feel like like if he's gonna have to stoop to fight, he's gonna roll his sleeves up. And he's just going to throw some haymakers, yeah. and it's going to be over. He doesn't need, like, nunchucks or a trident or nothing. He'll just come at you a with a bare fist. <laughs> <laughs> Got two working man's hands, and yeah. he's just going to... He's going to use them. He's going to use them. <laughs> Here so comes thunder and lightning. <laughs> Here's my two dozen roses. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, anyway... <laughs> Now that we all that we all know who would win, <laughs> Shandoa hands down. It it's so cool, like that they they have just such a distinct like look about like their band, like they they played like weird guitars, like they played weird electrics, weird basses. That mm-hmm. it, it's just cool to see like like the dynamic of their band. And yeah, like you said, like we've only covered like single artists yeah. up to this point. So it's fun to just kind of go through and like look at the different attributes and different outfits and yeah. stuff of these different Every, guys. All these unique personalities coming together to make a band. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like uh, I, I'm particularly fond of the drummer, 
Mike McGuire. He's hilarious. He he's still with them and like like he's in a lot of their interviews and acoustic sessions stuff like that. Like he's the drummer, but he'll like play acoustic guitar and sing backup. He has the voice of an angel. Truly, he kind of looks like Peter Jackson a little bit. <laughs> Wait a minute, did, did Peter Jackson direct Lord of the Rings and also <laughs> yep. play drums in Shenandoah? Get well, that's here. one. That's one rumor we can start. Yeah. <laughs> I would also like to start the rumor that uh, he's brothers with the Mark McGuire, the baseball player. Oh, all, totally, yeah. The home run guy. Yep. <laughs> he tried to talk him out of juice, and he wouldn't listen. <laughs> him and Sammy Sosa both. Yep. <laughs> Which they all had kind of like, uh, could also like be a doppelganger maybe for someone mm-hmm. else. Um, uh, see, Jim, the lead guitarist, Jim Seals, kind of had some AJ vibes about him. He yeah. kind of looked like Alan Jackson a little bit. If he had a little bit more hair going on in the back, I mean, that's an Alan Jackson yeah. look-alike. Yeah. Like, and, you know, side by side from a distance, you'd be like, are those boys brothers? Are they twins? Is this two AJs I'm looking at? <laughs> Does Alan Jackson have a twin brother? <laughs> So, um, yeah, they, this band of angels, you know, local <laughs> angels come together in 84, <laughs> form a band. Uh, prior to forming a band, uh, Marty himself had essentially spent his whole life, I think, up from like a young, young child, like four to six, somewhere in there, uh, playing in his father's bluegrass, bluegrass band, which was American Bluegrass Express, which is That's one awesome of the name. coolest names for a bluegrass group. <laughs> that is an awesome name. And then the rest of the guys, Seals, Thorne, McGuire, um, Zell, they were all working like session musicians, working in studio. Mm. So they were probably very accomplished yeah. musicians, right. have to be. And then, you know, I guess you just get tired of playing in studio. You're like, you know what? I want to I wanna do this. Take the, us to the road. Yeah. Let's let's do this. Let's get on the road. Let's <laughs> do the whole thing. Well, when you think about it, like those guys all together, I mean, just like they had to have recognized that chemistry early on too. Like, wow, when we are all together singing with Marty Rabin, it's mm-hmm. one of the best things yeah. that's ever happened to music. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so good. This is a, a standalone moment in our lives right now. We need to form a band. <laughs> yeah, so um, after they, you know, they form formed together as Shenandoah, or I think initially it was, no, it was the, like the MGM band the or something. The MGM They were playing under, but kind of like a bar band, a house yeah. band. Um, and they got the opportunity re- to record a demo uh, that would end up being pitched to Columbia Records. Mm. They uh, so they were they were the MGM band, not a great name. Shenandoah, yeah. awesome name. Yeah. And then uh, okay, so they could have also been called the Rhythm Rangers. <laughs> Which I don't know, man. Maybe if <laughs> I feel like whoever was watching that that day, like whatever person at the record label pitched that. Mm-hmm. They got up for work that day. Their kid was just like watching Power Rangers in the background. Rhythm Rangers. Maybe if Marty and the gang would have dressed like Power Rangers, <laughs> maybe that would have worked out. Somebody that can Photoshop well, will you please do yeah. that for us? <laughs> just Photoshop them onto the Power Rangers' yes. heads. <laughs> it's morphin' time. It's, it's morphin' time. Gosh. Marty Rabin. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been an okay name for like an early record, maybe. Yeah. But Rhythm Rangers, Rangers is a terrible band name. Y'all can let us know in whatever socials you follow us on in the comments what <laughs> Megazord you think, uh, you know, what 
what dinosaur creatures they would have used to form a Megazord. That's what we need to know about Shenandoah. If they would have been the Rhythm Rangers. Let us know. <laughs> Marty would definitely be the head, though. Yep. The pterodactyl, like, whatever you guys decide, yep. he's going to be the head of this operation, mm-hmm. you know, as he was. For sure. As he was and as he still is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they uh, they get the opportunity, record a demo, gets pitched... Uh, to Columbia, and then in 87, they released their self-titled debut album. Uh, they had singles on there. There was one was Stop the Rain, and that, that was really the only track they had, I think, that climbed into the top 40. Mm. And did, you, did you listen to that one at all? I didn't listen to that one. It's not the worst, but yeah. you can tell that uh, they probably didn't get to express their opinions as much mm-hmm. in that first album as it was just being like, here, this is what you're going to sound like. Right. It had like weird thunderstorm sounds at the beginning of it <laughs> over the vocals. Um, so that one only climbed into about the top 40 and other tracks on there, which was like, uh, they don't make love like they used to had a more like country pop feel. And it just mm-hmm. didn't, it didn't pair well with yeah. Marty's voice and their, the talent that they had. I felt like, if you listen to that one, it's it's so weird. It's like they have like doo wop sounds in there. Well, they harmonies. talked about that on the the Bobby Bones interview. Yeah, Marty was like, "It's terrible." He's like, "It's not." He said, "You ever heard that song? It's because it's terrible. It's terrible." He said, "It was not good." Yeah, what a first single to start out on. <laughs> yeah, that that would you would have to feel like it was like career suicide at that point. You're like, are they trying to like get people to not like our band? Like, what is this label doing to us right now? So why, do, <laughs> why are we, why are we doing these doo-wop sounds? We're playing country. What's going on? <laughs> this is not the 1950s. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I guess after that experience on their debut album, they would kind of, you know, rebel a little bit against that, uh, pop country, urban cowboy kind of sound mm-hmm. that was popular in the early 80s. Um, and then their follow-up follow up album, The Road Not Taken, uh, the first two singles, let's see, was She Doesn't Cry and Mama Knows. Those both made their way into the top ten. Mm-hmm. And after those tracks, the next three were all number one hits. That's awesome. That's what, so cool. What sophomore slump? There's none here. Let's just no. let's keep her going. Like, yeah. step it up a notch. Yeah. Uh, those three number one hits were Church on Cumberland Road, uh, Sunday in the South, and Two Dozen Roses. Oh, gosh. When they were, when they were like, when they had put this record out and these songs were getting gigantic. And like, listening to them talk about touring in a van with a little trailer. Yeah. And like, people didn't believe, like, they thought that they were just like, Messing around, but it was like, oh, that's us. That's us in like the minivan. Yeah, <laughs> pulling their leg. Because yeah. I guess you go to these big shows. Like at that point, if you're a signed artist or a big artist, like at that point, you probably have a bus. Yeah, especially if you're a band. And there's multiple of you. Yeah, and they'd pull up and be like, "Yeah, where's your bus?" I'm like, "We got a van and a trailer." They'd be like, <laughs> "Huh? What? What? No, no. I mean, really? Oh, which one's no. yours, though? That's that's us, man. That's us in the Astro van. That's, that's what we're working with right now. But you wait and see. <laughs> you give us two weeks. <laughs> so yeah, like from a comparison to the debut album to that second album, I feel like they got to express their, you know, their opinions or what they wanted yeah. as a to be what they wanted to sound like as a as a group. Right. And I, at that point, you know, eighty seven that was still pretty early on in right, the yeah. in the nineties country area to be the mm-hmm. neo-traditional phase so i feel like man i don't think they get enough credit i feel like they really helped set a path forward 
away from that pop country sound that was heavily yeah. in country music in the early 80s. Mm-hmm. I think had things gone differently, like with their, like their label issues and stuff like that, I think they would have still been able to just crank out hits. You yeah, know? I mean, that had to slow them down substantially. Cause oh, yeah, my in, gosh. <clears throat> was it 91 when that happened? Yeah. The, so they, you know, the label's like, here's your names you can choose from, Rhythm Rangers, Shenandoah. They they side with Shenandoah, obviously, because yeah. who wants to be the Rhythm Rangers? <laughs> yeah. Go, go, Rhythm Rangers. So after being pitched these names from label and picking that one, there was some other bands named Shenandoah out there that, you know, kind of laid a claim to that and felt like they were infringing upon their name and yeah. would sue them and result in uh, court costs and fees and uh, them having to file bankruptcy and pay a crazy amount of money and all these fees. And then they get through that, thankfully, mm-hmm. and then the label drops them, the label that suggested the name to them. Like, how unfortunate and sad when those when all those dudes are so extremely talented yeah. and should be doing that for a living. Gosh, that that's so that's so unfortunate that the label that I mean that's that's a, you hear so many like major labels like horror stories. Yeah. And that's just one of the many, you know. Yeah, and I'm sure it's got to be you would think it would have to be I'm sure it was extremely disheartening, but they bounced right back and yeah. I think it was 92 they picked were picked up by RCA and yeah. You know, no stop to any of the hits. They just kept it going. Kept, kept them coming. It, yeah, kept it going up until, uh, I guess, up until he, Marty left for how long? Like 17 years? Something like that, yeah. And then I guess, you know, <laughs> like the, re- this, the resurgence of people realizing, like, man, this was great music, and yeah. what we have today sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to go back and listen to these tracks. Yeah. They got back together and have been, have been playing and touring ever since, so. His like hiatus from the band, which they said it was like it, there was no like like hard feelings or anything when he left. Like it, I guess they kind of viewed it as like okay, as like a business partnership. Yeah, like it makes sense that he would go do his own thing for a while. Yeah, and which you know, if you look up some of his like bluegrass stuff that he did like during that time, it, it's good. Like I he's it's a, amazing. He has the killer voice. Like he has an unmistakable voice. Like I. I that's my that's my favorite thing aside from like the harmonies is like his voice he does such cool stuff with his voice you know he's very like you can just hear the sincerity mm-hmm. in his voice I feel like yeah and he just has such a you uh unique like talking voice and yeah. singing voice and then and listen to this too it's just reminded me like I'm I've always enjoyed you know like being from Appalachia yeah. and like anywhere, anyone from anywhere in the southeast, right. like usually the the butt of a lot of jokes, just oh, yeah. because of the way you talk. Yeah, but I've always loved that growing up, just because nobody nobody sounds the same around here. Everybody nope. sounds uniquely different, and it's yeah. just a pleasant thing to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, he he has it. It's just so sincere. You feel like you can yeah. hear that he's con- what he's conveying in a song that he's singing it to you from whatever yeah. perspective. Yeah. Um, man. Give me chills, bro. <laughs> Give me chills, Marty. Listening to him and uh, Mike talking interviews, it's just like listening to like two of your cool uncles. You know, it's exactly <laughs> like that. It really is. It's like I can sit here it's like all I day. I know these guys. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> I think that's my a big part of my beef and issue with like maybe a lot of present day country artists is that they don't. A lot of them, I guess, maybe don't have a country background. They're just mm. like I'm a pop artist. 
It's like manufactured I, I be, twang. Yeah, like the. This doesn't feel real. They don't have the unique voice, so they're trying to emulate that or create that in some manner, and it comes out as like this weird whiny growl, and yeah. they all sound similar, and it all <laughs> sounds like they're constipated and trying to sing is what I compare it to. It's they pain, don't sound it's, like it's Marty. It's painful to listen to. No. No. <laughs> Put some respect on Marty's name. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> oh, man. Well, are you ready to get into it? No. This was, this was <laughs> once again, this is never easy, but, man. It's never. I think this has been the easiest list aside from, like, my top three songs. Yeah. Like, my top eight, like, as a whole wasn't that bad. But once I got to, like, trying to figure out who, what's going to be number two, what's going to be number three, like, it, that's where it got a, a little difficult. I'd, I had... Pretty quickly was, well, not terribly quickly, but I could get down to like a list of close to 10. And from there, I could kind of, was much easier than some of the other yeah. lists I get my way down. But man, those eight songs are, I love them all equally. So right, it's it's really right. difficult. Yeah. Just like Travis, like it was hard to put one over the other when you like them so, all so much, you know. Yeah. Oh man, I'm not, I'm not ready. I can't handle it. <laughs> Well, I'll I'll lead off then. You want to go first? Thank I'll you lead know. off batter like uh, Mike McGuire's brother Mark. Yeah, <laughs> he was probably like a four. I'm not a baseball guy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> a baseball sports. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, that's the one they play on ice, right? Is that the one? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, America's favorite pastime. Don't come at me. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible sport. <laughs> Just saying. Okay, number eight. <laughs> number eight. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, um, I, I think. I watched, um, it was either the first game or one of the first games back at uh, Great American Ballpark against the Reds. The, they were playing the Cubs, and Sammy Sosa had just been, like, he had gotten off of his uh, suspension where he was, like, corking his bats or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, first thing up, he beats one off, like, the way back wall. Like, yeah. I think he didn't learn his lesson. He's still cheating. Yeah. <laughs> like, that that was not human, what I just saw. <laughs> Like, I don't know. Cheater's going to cheat, man. Yeah. <laughs> if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Number eight. Okay, here's one that I, I, I alluded to this earlier. I did not know this existed. Oh, yeah? And Caleb blessed me with this little thing. Ooh. Can't buy me love. They're no, Beatles covers. Was that <laughs> so good? It's, if you haven't heard it, it's exactly what you imagine Shenandoah doing a Beatles song would sound like. It's exactly what it would that you imagine in your brain. Yeah. It's so good. Worth your time. <laughs> I would love to see them play that like live. Yeah. Gosh. I'm good. hoping we I'm definitely gonna uh try and go, I think. I don't any of you guys that are local or close to like I think it's the Lewisburg area, but mm-hmm. the West Virginia State Fair this year, oh Shenandoah's playing. And Tracy mm-hmm. Lawrence, just a heads up. We need to go. Yeah, that would be so good. Yeah, but yeah, when I when I saw that posted on like one of their like I think it's like fifteen super hits or something like mm-hmm. something random like that. Yeah, I was like, there's only one song I know that is "Can't Buy Me Love." Yeah, and I was like, wow, <laughs> I'll, I'm amazed. <laughs> I did not expect that, but ever since you sent that to me, like, have you ever heard this? Like, I can't stop listening to yeah. it now. It's so good. <laughs> Things I didn't know I needed, and I'm glad they exist. <laughs> 
like they stayed t- true to the original, but somehow also like kept it like Shenandoah country. Yeah. And Marty Raven, of course, don't change his vocals at all. Mm-hmm. Like he just delivers it like Marty does. He you just know? belts it out there. <laughs> it's so it's so awesome. So definitely go check that one out. Definitely a a great honorable mention. Oh my gosh. Okay, I think I'm ready now. Number eight for me. I'm going to hurt her on the radio. Man, that's one I didn't know. Yeah, I always attributed that to that Keith Whitley tune that he recorded it, but it actually was never released until after he had uh, passed away. Mm-hmm. And it was on that album that we love that has all the covers with yeah. the other artist on it. That's the only Keith Whitley song on there, mm-hmm. but it's his version is great too. But I think I like this one more. Mm-hmm. Um, it was on their debut album in '87. It's the only song on their debut album I think that's really worth listening to that yeah. has a good country sound to it. Right. Um, been covered by a lot of artists. Like I said, Keith Whitley did it at, at one point. Charlie Pride did this. Even David Allen Coe recorded a version wow. of this song. Oh, I didn't know that. But the Shenandoah version, they come in right out the gate with harmonies. Yeah. Just, I'm going to hurt her on the radio. Yeah. That line in harmonies. And it's so, so good. <laughs> and I just love the, I think that song's so clever lyrically. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first verse, it has the, the lines, take these pieces of my broken heart. I'll watch them climb the country music charts. She's going to pay me back in royalties for bringing me down to my knees. <laughs> That's awesome. It's like, man, whoever do the wrote this, clever, clever, man, smart. <laughs> Kudos. <laughs> oh, man. Number seven. I, th- I think we might start lining up close to, like, the top. I think, I think maybe from, like, uh, I think top five. I think we'll be... I got a good feeling about this one, maybe. Yeah. We'll be pretty we'll, close. We'll, we'll line up somewhere. Right, number seven, honor, honor, honorable. That's a hard word to say for me. Honorable mention. Honorable. Honorable mention. <laughs> the Mooner. I, I'm not a smart man, Jenny. <laughs> I do know what love is. <laughs> the Moon over Georgia. Ooh. The, man, there's, there's a, such, and we've talked about, before about how we love how clever some like the songwriting was during this time and um like my favorite line in it is she'd rather have a million stars in the sky than a gold mine like gosh that's good beautiful (laughs) i'd rather have you marty you know just saying like you you sing it to me for forever that's what we need and I will forgive him for r- rhyming the word expansion with mansion. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if you could have picked another word, but you did it, man. Well, what do you have to pick from, you know? <laughs> uh, I love just going back to his unique, you know, like southern country voice with that, too. Mm-hmm. I love that when he says the moon in that, he really mm-hmm. says duh, like D-A. Duh moon. The moon. Duh bears. <laughs> duh moon. <laughs> Oh, man, what you got? Number seven. If Bubba can dance, <laughs> I can too. I can too. Let it be known. <laughs> Pause this, go to YouTube, watch the video, then come back. Yeah, after you've, <laughs> after you've cut a rug, come back. <laughs> I mean, if Bubba can do it. Yeah. <laughs> this one uh, was released in 93 from their album Under the Kudzu. What even is that? I had I learned this week. I learned things. Um, that is co- popular here, but it's essentially like the all, you know, in the straight stretch when you go past on the four lane towards Madison, and there's the the house on the hill that has all the vines everywhere, like mm-hmm. streaming down the hill. That's what it is. 
Really? It's kind of a oh, uh, okay. Japanese vining crop that's typically used for erosion control. <laughs> the more you know. Who knew? Yeah, we don't just talk about country on here. We talk about <laughs> we learn things. Y'all going to learn today. Family of learning doctors. <laughs> <laughs> um, that song, though, was written by uh, Mike and Marty, the drummer and oh, lead singer Marty. Yeah. <laughs> Debuted at 75 on the chart on the charts but quickly a number one hit I mean, <laughs> what a song <laughs> it's just such a fun song and all it around is. like you can't not listen to that and be in a good mood or want to dance and it has some like right out the gate if you listen on the verse it has some like crazy like i guess some sampled sounds or something mm-hmm. that you hear in like a uh, 80s Whitney Houston song or Cindy Lauper <laughs> tune. Yeah. But for whatever reason, it works it for works. Marty and the Boys. It works well it for works. this song. It works. It worked for Bubba. You know? And they have those like little uh, cowboy chugs <laughs> leading <laughs> into the <laughs> course. <laughs> and it's beautiful. If we played this song in here right now, I would I would burn a hole in the floor dancing. <laughs> yep. Yep. Not a question. Somebody move the rug. He's fixing yep. to cut it. Everybody in the room, stand back. <laughs> That man, I, I heard that song so much growing up. Like was they a, played it on country radio a yeah, lot. Big radio hit. I mean, understandably so. Hmm. Number six. Number six. Next to you, next to me. me. Mm. <laughs> Ain't no place I'd rather be. This is that's that's out of all of their songs, that might be the like the biggest toe tapper. Yeah. Like before you know it, you're tapping a toe. Like they're just sawing the fiddle and like you're. The fiddle on that is mm, exquisite. And just the little acoustic riff right from Mm. the gate. It's really, really catchy. It really, really draws you in. I'm not 100% sure, but I think that's Marty that played that. I mean, he's a good guitar player. Yeah. But uh, like he was, that's another thing from that Bobby Bones interview. Like he asked him to just like to play the intro of it, and he's like, "Oh!" and and he just goes in the ding, ding, it sounds so good, it's perfect. And you can just see like, and I share that too. Like you watch uh, Bobby Bones, and that he just has like this joy on his face from like, here's mm-hmm. one of the people that meant so much to me growing uh-huh. up, and they're playing it right in front of me. Like, I mean, can you imagine sitting in that yeah. room though? Yeah, I'd probably cry. Yeah. I'd like no, uh, it's like just saying, I'll I'll cry in front of Marty. <laughs> I got no shame. <laughs> oh. We're not worthy, Marty <laughs> Raven. <laughs> Wait till I see him in August at the State Fair, and a Marty Raven is my spirit animal shirt. <laughs> Watch like, out, okay, security! Keep it all on that yeah. guy. <laughs> what you said? If Bubba can dance, I can too. I'm just getting up here, I'm cutting just run, dancing, Marty. man. I'm toe tapping. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no place that I'd rather be. Mm-hmm. Number six for me. What you got? Ghost in this house. Doesn't that one hurt so good? <laughs> yeah. This one was released in uh, 90, 1990 uh, on the album Extra Mile. Um, this one was written by a songwriter by the name of Hugh Presswood. He also wrote some number one hits uh, for Randy Travis. Um, and based on this song alone, I think you can call him a fantastic songwriter. This song is so good. Yeah. It's so good. Gosh, I love it. Um, in the interview that we watched with Bobby Bones, <laughs> uh, Marty also quotes him uh, and saying, uh, a song remembers when, which is the way I feel about a lot of these yeah. Shenandoah tracks or a lot of the artists we've covered. Is right. You can hear those songs and kind of be transported back in time. Yeah. 
yeah for real it's like a it's it's like a time machine yeah like you um you you can remember some of the places you were like when you heard these songs it's yeah. crazy blaring back of a truck you know <laughs> in outside in the garage uh, anywhere and everywhere <laughs> but man if that song phew, lyrically that one hurts it hurts it's good beautiful. don't it it's uh i think my favorite lines in it are i'm just a whisper of smoke I'm all that's left of two hearts on fire that once burned out of control. You took my body and soul. I'm just a ghost in this house. <laughs> Who hurt you, Marty? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's good. I definitely feel like Marty will surely be my favorite male artist to ever sing that song. Yeah. But above that, standalone, I think the person that will sing this song best always, though, is probably Alison Krauss. Man. I think that she just has the voice for it. She kills can we song. just i know they do what is it somewhere in the vicinity of the heart together yeah. i just can we petition to get marty and allison to sing ghost in this house together oh my gosh that would be so good yeah no, they need to just do a record together yeah or, or that i would be i'd be mighty fine with that yeah throw that on there somewhere in the vicinity just uh oh my gosh yeah she she kills that song so those are honorable mentions yep what was your three thus far for your honorable mentions? Well, I had uh, Can't Buy Me Love, mm-hmm. The Moon Over Georgia, mm-hmm. Next to You, Next to Me. And I'm sitting so far with uh, I'm Going to Hurt Her on the Radio. Yeah. If Bubba Can't Dance. Mm-hmm. I can too. Uh, Ghost in This House. Mm. And here we go. We're moving into the top here five. We, here we go. <laughs> you want to go? You want me to go? I'll start off here. Go for it. I'll take her for a walk. Number five, see if I care. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I had a, I had a wild card there. I'd um, heard that song, you know, maybe like, a, honestly, like a time or two. Yeah. Not not one that got a crazy amount of radio play. Right, right. But man, it's such a good song. Love it. Uh, that one came out on the sophomore album, The Road Not Taken. It only made it to number six, but I feel like it could have easily... Being a number one, I just think maybe it was one of those songs. It's just so sad that nobody could even listen to it. Like, <laughs> like just, I can't do this. Couldn't handle it. Do you have songs like that? You're like, I love this song, but I can't listen like, to it. Just got to be the perfect storm. Like, I, I just know, you know, certain days I'm just like, I can't, can't handle it. Not, not this <laughs> not, Tuesday. Nope. Not today, Marty. Nope. Not today. <laughs> I'm not in the mood, Marty. I can't do it today. But once again, I think another clever tune that they had the pleasure of singing, where it's kind of like in the first verse, he's trying to can. Vince, you know, like, hey, you found somebody new, whatever. I I don't care, you know, go for it and yeah. go for it and see if I care. Right. And in the second verse, um, it has the lines. But when he gets old, what are you gonna do when that new wears off? You'll be smiling and dialing my number to see if I'm still there. Give me a call and see if I care. So he just uh, has this vision of her, be like, oh, she'll be smiling and calling me, but yeah. but yeah, call me please. Yeah. See if see if I still care. Yeah, please, please do. <laughs> I feel like in that one, Marty's voice is just echoing off the canyons he's carved into my heart. (laughs) 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 Oh, you cut me deep. Deep and wide, Marty. Deep like the Rio Grande. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. My number five, somewhere in the vicinity of the heart. Mm-hmm. That's such a good tune. It is. The The video is great, too. Like, I don't fully understand it, just like a lot of these 90s videos. It looked like they were following uh, 
COVID restrictions in like 94. There's just one person <laughs> in each booth throughout the whole thing. They're all thing. just sitting in yeah. Huddle House in yeah. Chapmanville, yeah. just singing across, and like there's random like still shots yeah. of like them just like staring off into space, like the whole whole band, not just him and Allison Krauss. Yeah, just thinking sad thoughts. But like you, like you just said, like their voices together are fantastic. Oh, it's really crazy that they've not done like more duets or more songs together. Yeah. I think it's such a great pairing together. Imagine if uh, it would have been Marty Rabin and Allison Krauss on Whiskey Lullaby instead of Brad Paisley. Can you imagine? Yeah. yeah. You all let us know, what would you have rather heard, Brad Paisley and Allison Krauss or Marty and Allison Krauss? Hey, we know the answer. We know the answer. But we want to know. We want to make sure we're yeah. all on the same page here. <laughs> and if you don't agree, we'll put you out. <laughs> I can burn it <laughs> in. <laughs> That's no, not that's one of those ones. Not today. Not, not today. today. Not today. Not today, Allison. I can't with you. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's just some there's some really good songwriting on that. Mm-hmm. Like in musically, it's it's kind of different. Like they, I feel like they go back and forth in like the keys of the song, like mm-hmm. two or three times. Like it completely switches when she starts singing, but somehow it switches back. Like that is as good. It's impressive. That it, exactly, it's impressive. Like that they could pull that off. That's 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 difficult. Who else but Allison and Marty? Yeah, for real. Okay, number four. You ready here? Next to you, next to me. Next to you, next to me. Uh, coming next from the me. album Extra Mile, and as you can imagine, this was a number one hit. <laughs> you can listen that. to it and be like, that's probably a number one hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was also the longest they'd spent at number one on the charts. I think that one had a three-week run for that one. <laughs> yeah, as you said, just catchy, man, all around, mm-hmm. just right right out the gate. Um, you know, if if you're not a fan of that song, if you don't like that song, don't sit next to me. Just don't. <laughs> um, next. There's a hundred other places I'd rather be than sitting next to you if you don't <laughs> like Shenandoah in this song. Just Ain't no place. And the harmonies on that chorus, too, are so good. They just hold out that note. Got Peter Jackson back there singing his heart out playing the drums. <laughs> what an all-around amazing talent. <laughs> He's a comedian. He's, he directs awesome movies. Some of the greatest bands of the neo-traditional era. <laughs> Go, Mike. We love you. <laughs> if if you're hearing this, Mike, we love you. Yeah. Hope your brother's doing okay. <laughs> so, number four for you. Number four, the Church on Cumberland Road. Ooh. <laughs> that's a banger, man. That, that's a that's a, another one of these Monday morning songs. Yeah. Like, That'll get you going. Oh. The video's awesome too. Yeah. There's like in that old I think it's like an old red truck. Like, like a half flat of them are in the back yeah. of it and half of them are up front. Like the nineties, like like, you know, they I have a feeling they probably like they didn't they weren't safe probably when they They did their own stunts there, I'm pretty sure. I'm just saying. <laughs> like like safety in the nineties was just different. Like, do yeah. you remember how different it was in the 90s, like, going somewhere, like, with your parents? 
like you're sitting in the back seat. You might not even have a seatbelt on. Mm-hmm. Like I remember we we on on the way home to our house from Chapmanville, we had like this certain area that my mom would let me undo my seatbelt and like I would just like sit like upside down in her blazer. Mm-hmm. Like that's not safe. <laughs> like now and like I remember like sitting in the front seat like all the time. Like and now they're like kids can't sit in the front seat. I'm like, well, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe she just gave up after she found that Travis Tritt tell me I was dreaming tell Easter Bunny song. <laughs> they're gone. <laughs> like, oh, this kid, there ain't no hope for nope. him. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and do headstands in the back. <laughs> or just like, you know, being like, uh, going through like Town of Chapel, like 25, being like, hey, can I drive? Like, not actually drive, <laughs> but like, you know, like my dad would let me sit. Yeah. And I could steer. With his supervision, <laughs> you know, going like turning up and going up the hill to our driveway. <laughs> What's the worst thing that happened? What's the worst thing <laughs> Or like multiple times, like in the summer at my grandparents' house, and mm-hmm. you like, oh, we're going to Chapmanville. Do you want to go? I'm like, of course, everybody wants to go. Let's go grab something. You know, we're going to Chapmanville. It's the mecca. <laughs> going to the but, village. You know, like four four kids deep, all like twelve and under, just jumped the back of a truck, and that's yeah. MBD. No big deal. Just as many people as you can fit in Blared, there. Nobody cares. Blared some Shenandoah on the way to on the way to town. <laughs> Get me to the church on the Cumberland Road. Well, I'll give you my number three because it's the church on Cumberland Road. Oh man. <laughs> we were close at least. Yeah. Uh number one hit, of course. Yeah. Man, how catchy is that though? Like when it opens up with the acoustic guitar and then just like that heavy mid telly, like plugging. You wouldn't, I think if you just saw the name of this song and had not heard it, you'd probably think it was like maybe like a love song yeah. or like a real sad, heartbreaking ballad. Man, this thing's a toe tapper. It like, is a toe tapper. It makes you want to cut a rug. It's got the great um, honky tonk piano in this. Yeah. And I think at like one point the course that leads into the last verse, he even throw like a piano slide in there just because, just yeah. you know, just because Woo! you can take just, it for a ride, just take it to the church. I wasn't sure in that one uh, if they were using like maybe steel guitar or if they were just doing like those harmonic double stops mm-hmm. on a guitar itself. Yeah. But either way, it's just <laughs> just those little pieces littered out throughout the song mm-hmm. make it sound amazing. But yeah, that, that I think that was their first music video, and it might be my favorite just because it's just them, you know, dangerously so driving 95 in this truck, <laughs> scooting through town, trying to get to a wedding, almost running over a Meemaw on a Cub Scout. <laughs> but, you know, ultimately he gets there, and she was upset, but she's really just happy to see Marty. As I would <laughs> wouldn't you be? Like, if I got to hang out with Shenandoah, it wouldn't matter if they were on time or two hours late. I would just be like, let's let's. Let's play some music. Let's party. We're on Shenandoah yeah. time. We're on Marty time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> My number three. Are you ready? Yeah. I want to be loved like that. Ooh, really? Oh my gosh, I love it. That's a that is a ballad and a half. It is. Like you're listen. I remember listening to that. You're like six years old. <laughs> you pretend like you have any clue who James Dean is. Like just looking up at the moon. Mm, yeah, I want to be relatable. Like that. Yep, <laughs> me and James Dean like intertwined. You know, same person. That and his voice on that is killer. That's oh that's God. one of those tracks that 
people can cover that, but nobody will. Yeah. Nobody will compare to Marty. Like man, he just belts that one out. Yeah, comes from deep within. That's I th- that I think that might be my favorite vocal performance from him. Uh, is this song? I, like gosh, I just is. like to hear him do that like acapella. I think. Yeah, just like can we like separate the vocal and just let just let us hear that? that yeah. man, it's so good. And the piano on that too. Is, I've been listening to like the like this live version that's on Spotify, and they do like this little fancy intro that so you don't know what the song is until he finally goes into like mm-hmm. the actual, and then like the crowd goes wild, you know. They had to probably be one of the the first groups into that transition from you know like the pop country to mm-hmm. the more tradition neo traditional sound. That man, they used a lot of piano and they used it so well, like yeah. it. It was never out of place. It sounded no. awesome. The song's kind of just like sad too. This is another one of those. Like he pairs very well with sad songs. Yeah, it's just he's he can sell it in his voice. He's just like, got it in there. Like I feel like they didn't have enough sad songs. Yeah. Like if they just put out a whole record of just like sad ballads, man, I'm here for yeah, it. Yeah, throw in some covers, you know, throw <sighs> some more things out there. Number three, what you got? Ooh, my number three was Church on Cumberland Road. Oh, yeah, duh. duh. We're up to number two. Oh, my, my number two is Moon Over Georgia. Moon Over Georgia. Yeah. She took the moon over Georgia. Um, yeah, great track, like you said. This one came out in 91 on the album Extra Mile. Uh, climbed into the top ten. It got to number nine. So I thought that was surely like a top fiver. Yeah. Just, yeah. I heard Easily. that one a lot. Um. I heard that one a lot growing up because, you know, everybody back in, in our time, you know, in Grandpa's time, you know, we had burnt CDs, mixed CDs, but that was one Mom always had in the car. It was yeah. like a mixture of like some Shenandoah and Joe Diffie tracks that she liked a lot. Yeah. I heard that song all the time and just fell in love with it. <laughs> you got some great use of um, harmonic in there and whatever sound yeah. effect they use. I guess I'm going to assume it's something on the keys mm-hmm. that that little is for like a twinkling star sound i guess <laughs> yeah when it was your favorite line but when they use that line they have mm-hmm. like that little twinkling effect yeah and it's so good but hidden i think behind all that if you really listen like sit down and listen to it i mean there's a really fun like groovy bass line in that too yeah like he takes her for a walk takes her for a walk <laughs> but lyrically an impressive track musically an impressive track and marty's voice is amazing um I don't care what my options are. Whatever Marty, Marty's offering, I'm accepting. Yeah. Like, you could offer me the choice between a million dollars, and Marty could walk in and offer me a, a book of expired Frosty coupons, and I'm I'm taking Frosty coupons. <laughs> Just because they're, they're from Marty. They, they mean that much. <laughs> he laid the world at her feet on a silver platter, but all I had to offer her was the moon. The moon. She took the, the moon. moon. That's good. That's so good. What you got for two? Number two. Ghost in this house. Nice. Ghost mm. in this house. The I uh, see, I didn't hear Shenandoah's version of this first. You probably heard the Allison Krauss version. I heard the Allison Krauss version. What Allison Krauss played in your house growing up. Oh, I can yeah. remember that when I was over there. Man, man, we we went and saw her with Union Station. Is that in Kentucky? Is that where y'all went? Well no. Uh we saw her at in Charleston. Really? And, oh, y'all uh, been here in Kentucky. Yeah, we we saw her in Charleston with with um, um, Union Station, 
mm-hmm. and man, they were spectacular. I bet that was a great show. I'd like to see that yeah, one. It was very good. Which, which me and Kelsey got to see her a couple years ago in the same venue at the Municipal Auditorium in mm-hmm. Charleston, and she was touring on that country record she put out a few years ago. Good album. That, she, I mean, she had a couple of the dudes that played in Union Station in her band, mm-hmm. but, like, she was doing, like, a bunch of Willie tunes and all kinds of stuff. Like wow. It, her voice is perfect live yep. too. Sounds like it's straight off the straight off the CD. She did uh, "Angel Flying Too Close to the Ground." Oh, oh that's gosh. such a good one. Which Fly on. We'll we'll get into we'll I'm sure at some point we will do an Allison Krauss episode. A must, yeah. But uh, we can like talk about these songs and not you know give her some credit or yeah. credit to do you know. But uh, <laughs> the. I watched a live thing. I, I think I sent it to you too of um, Allison and Union Station doing Ghost in This House, and she uh, talked a little bit beforehand. She yeah. said, um, "She said the first time I heard this, it was about you know a band called Shenandoah. I heard it on the radio, and I thought this is the worst thing I've ever heard. Yeah, we have to cover it. Yeah, <laughs> she said it fits in with all the rest yeah. of our sad songs that we do. Yeah. Not terrible by any means, <laughs> just worst in the way of so this, sad. Like, this is so heartbreaking." <laughs> I love it though. Right it, out the gate, like I don't, I don't pick up the mail. <laughs> I don't answer the phone. It is like, like every line is devastating. Yeah, you know, it's like, gosh, he's up. Take, give me a minute. Let me catch a breath. And like, even like his version versus her version, like their version's a little more up tempo and stuff. Mm-hmm. But that don't make the song any less sad. No. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, it's good. And his voice on it too is just. I mean, it's this classic Marty Rabin. It's this perfect, unmistakable. He's doing all of his like cool signature vocal tricks and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, it's so good. Another great music video. It's just sad Marty sitting in the house singing. <laughs> Ghost of this lady walks around. <laughs> I'm here for you, Marty. That's Who's good. hurt you? <laughs> oh, we we we've come we've come to the end of the road. The number one. I think we did it. I think we did it. If I had two, two dozen roses. Yes. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. This was the easiest number one I've ever picked. I think so. I was like, yep. Yeah, I'm unsure about two through five, two through eight. Number one is two dozen roses easily. It's an amazing song. And it's a song that I don't think I can get tired of. I can remember yeah. listening to that as a young human. I can remember us playing that all the time, mm-hmm. like riding around when we lived in Huntington, yeah. or sitting on the porch and playing it. Like, yeah. still listening to it now. It's a killer song, and yeah. I don't think I'll ever get tired of hearing it. Yeah, for real. It's one of the songs you you definitely know every word to that song. Like as soon as it starts, you're singing it until the very end of the With, song. It was, I think, within three notes of that song. If you like Shandoa, or if you ever heard that song you know what that song is within like the first three notes yeah yeah even before the lyrics start there's from like the intro guitar riff you know exactly what it is (laughs) another crazy thing that i I thought was wild in that interview when they were talking about that song in particular Mm -hmm. and they were making that record and trying to put together songs to put on that album um, they were talking about the, one of the songwriters for this, which was, um, I think it was Mac, Mac, McAnally, something. Mac Singleton. Al- yeah, something. Andy. Al- <laughs> 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 oh, man. But they were talking about they really wanted, I guess, something that, you know, the way they put it was Marty could sink his teeth into vocally, yeah. you know, like, let's take, let's showcase 
the beauty <laughs> that is Marty Raymond's voice. Where they were talking about, he went home, went to bed that night with you know thinking like, what mm-hmm. what do I want to do? And woke up at three in the morning and had dreamt the first verse in the course of that song and pinned it. That's insane. Like, like why can't I dream in number one hits? First of all, <laughs> like if I could dream about anything. <laughs> Say it's just me riding like a two-headed unicorn through the jungle, you know? Like, what is that? That's not a number one hit. It's cool nonetheless, but it's not a number it's, one hit. I mean, don't get me wrong. It is cool. <laughs> but I don't I don't know. I don't envy this dude's life that he had to live for this to be his dream. For real. Like, that's a sad, sad this dream. This man has been hurt. He paid the toll, but man, what a beautiful song he got. the troll toll, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like it's a very standalone Shenandoah, Shenandoah tune. Like, if you ask somebody, like, what their favorite Shenandoah song was or if they'd heard Shenandoah, they'd be like, oh, the Two Dozen Roses. Mm-hmm. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. easily. That's, a, that's it's intelligent songwriting. And just, Gosh, like, the good. first chorus where it comes in and they just, like, hit the hit the drum and everything just pauses for a second. And it's just Marty's voice on that first line of the chorus. Like, mm-hmm. man. So wonderful. That's good. And then they do like the, and I've talked before, like how I don't love like key changes. Yeah. But like when they do like the little, um, like the music break, they make it flow so well. Like when it like jumps up. It's a good little solo in there. really could have hung the moon would it change your mind it changed my mind just hearing <laughs> you sing marty i'm i'm sold I'm like, no roses no necessary no one needed like number one in my heart always the harmonies on that also very man good. what how fortunate that these dudes came together to make a band because they're all extremely talented yeah Top to bottom. That's <laughs> so good. They sound so good together. I'm glad that they uh that they did it like that with having Mike in like in studio with him and stuff. Yeah. Like singing with him and stuff because like, he needs to be there. Like he needs yeah. Mike back there on the on the mic as much as possible. I just I after seeing that I would just love to see him do like a docu series or anything and just let it, just sit around and listen to them talk about you know, songwriting experiences or playing yeah. together and all kinds of stories. They're just cool dudes and just they're hilarious. Cool uncles, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Marty. Mike talking about how he could have went pro in baseball. He's like, I don't know. I'm going to go a different route than my brother. <laughs> By the end of this, I will have you guys believing <laughs> that him and Mark McGuire are blood brothers. <laughs> But you know, maybe one day I might make some movies. I don't know. We'll see. I've got a, I got my own interpretation of what I think Lord of the Rings should be in a motion picture, and I think I'm going to put it out there. Uh-oh. Same guy, crazy. No, <laughs> same guy. You would, you wouldn't think, would you? But it's true. <laughs> Jack of all trade, master of all of them. Turns master out, master of all of trades. All This has been a fun episode. Really has. This has been a lot of fun. Hopefully y'all love Shenandoah as much as we do. I mean, if you didn't before the episode, you're about to. You're you're about to appreciate everything that Marty has given us. And if you don't, like I said, don't sit next to me. (laughs) 
Do not. Ain't no place I'd rather be. Man. Thank you guys again for listening. Yeah. Well, as we've said, like every episode, we're having an absolute blast making the episode. So, yeah. so yeah, it, it means a lot to us for you guys to um, to go on this journey with us. Yeah. I'm sure you all probably have some. There's some other great Shenandoah tracks still out there that we didn't mention that might be favorites of yours. Let us know. Let us know why you love them and why you would pick them over some of the other ones that we chose. Um, did you have any? Do you have any fringe? Like outliers there that were almost in honorable mention that didn't get um, in there. Sunday in the South. That's, that's a good song. It's a great song. It was a number it's one a hit. Solid it was song. a number one hit. Um, there was, you know, like there was the ones that I had considered that were kind of my fringe ones. Mm-hmm. Were a lot of tracks I'd never even really listened a whole lot to or yeah. didn't get a whole lot of play. Was like that um, "Rattle the Windows." Yeah, that's a cool little honky tonk tune that yeah. if you haven't heard from Shenandoah, I recommend everyone listen to. Um, the, another tune they had in the mid nineties was, um, there's no Beverly Hills in Tennessee. Mm. Another great song that doesn't get recognized. And I would, it would hurts me to know that it's out there. Maybe people don't know. So I'm letting y'all know you should check those out <laughs> if you haven't heard them. Did you ever listen to, uh, when you were mine? Oh, no, I didn't catch that oh, one. You have to listen to that one. It was a good little sappy love tune. I'll just sit good. here post recording and just <laughs> cry with Marty. <laughs> it's good, man. It's good stuff. You want to hit a recap on your top eight? Let's do it. Let's do it. Number eight was their Beatles cover, Can't Buy Me Love, mm-hmm. down to Moon Over Georgia. I know it's kind of crazy that it was that low, but you got to fit it's, it in it, somewhere. It's you rough. Got to do what you can. Next to you, next to me, somewhere in the vicinity of the heart, the church on Cumberland Road, I want to be loved like that. Mm-hmm. Ghosted in this house. <laughs> Two dozen roses. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, top eight for me was I'm going to hurt her on the radio. Mm-hmm. If Bubba can dance. Bubba can dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ghost in this house. Mm-hmm. See if I care. Next to you. Next to me. Church on Cumberland Road. Moon over Georgia. And thankfully our shared number one. Two dozen roses. Two dozen roses. That's man. That that was an easy. That was an easy choice. Yeah, that one. I, I'll kind of like put, put them around in a general area where I think yeah. I would place them before I start listening. Yeah, that one was at the top immediately. Yeah, like, easily. Let's go ahead and put this bad boy here and yeah. leave him on standby. Yep. Yep. So far, the way I've done like my playlists to like finalize all these is like I'll just go. Like make a brand new playlist, like boom, Shenandoah, boom, Travis Tripp, mm-hmm. and like then I'll start searching the songs I yeah. know that I want on there. I mean, that was easily the first song. Yeah, that's you know? like it's iconic Shenandoah song. When you think of Shenandoah, that's probably one of the first one or two tunes you think of. We're going to bring flowers to your door, Marty, because <laughs> you deserve them. <laughs> State fair, Marty. I hope you're ready. Hope you're ready. Marty Raven is my spirit animal. <laughs> I'm so pumped about that. Anyone that is, if you're looking for something to do this summer, it's been a wild time the last year or two, and nobody's got got to get out and mingle. What better way to get out this summer than to go see Shenandoah and Tracy Lawrence at the West Virginia State Fair? Man, that the like the whole the whole lineup for like several days was wild. Yeah, like uh, I was kind of surprised they had all the artists that they did. Yeah, there's a. 
There's a variety. It wasn't I think even Mac Powell's supposed to be there. Hey. And Nelly. Maybe hey. they'll be maybe they'll do a duet. <laughs> maybe they'll do that. Maybe Mac Powell and Nelly will do that Tim McGraw song that they did. <laughs> I wanna hear that. Tim can't be here, so Mac's gonna fill in. Over and over again. <laughs> I just keep picturing you. What even happened there? What in the world? I kind of forgot that was a thing. <laughs> glad I remembered. I'm glad you remembered too. <laughs> hey, Mac Powell, he's got some country stuff out. Like he plays a lot of country now. I bet they're great. He's got the voice for it. He, so uh, soulful. Uh, I think it was. It wasn't this past Christmas. It was Christmas before. He put out a country Christmas record. It's very Ooh. good. They do. Um, what's the Alabama song? The big. Um, Christmas in Dixie. Yeah. It is good. I want to I mean, check that out. It is very good. Can and it's get, like, cla- it don't sound like pop country country. It's yeah. like classic. Man, and, it's good. And you know the what we're doing here with the 90s country era? Like, man, at that point, I don't know what it was, but everybody put out a Christmas album. So we're going to have to start listening to Christmas literally in July. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas songs in July to get yep. the ultimate uh, country Christmas playlist together come yeah, the holiday season. Good. I'm excited already. Yeah. I'm so excited already. I already know what will be my number one, but Santa looked a lot like Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell, Santa looked? <laughs> we used to go through the the Wendy's drive-through in Chapmanville, and Caleb would wait until they opened the window, and I had to like <laughs> hand him my money, and he would be he would blare. On the- Santa looked a lot like Daddy. <laughs> And we run standby on the iPod. And us two would lose it. And <laughs> Usually coincidentally, we were, yeah. whoever's in the window would also lose it, or we would get the weirdest looks. Yeah. Like, dude, it's May. Like, why are you <laughs> listening to that? <laughs> it's my favorite Garth song. <laughs> well, Santa look a lot like Daddy. <laughs> man, oh man. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Hope you had a great time. Yeah, spread the word. Tell your buddies. Tell your friends, family. Tune in. Sit down and listen with them, you know. Tell us your favorite Shenandoah tracks that we left out. Why they hurt you so deeply. Why you (laughs) love them so much. Uh, If you're not following us uh, online on any of the socials, you can find us on Facebook, Chattahoochee Podcast with one T. Same thing over on the Instagram. Yep. At Chattahoochee Podcast. We're having a ball on the internet right now. Yeah. We're having so much fun making memes. You, I'll just have those days where I'll be like, man, I got nothing's coming to me, and then I'll, I'll hear the right song, and I'm like, I've got yep. it. There it's, it is. My masterpiece. Then you go to Google looking for the perfect picture the to perp- match the <laughs> match the caption. Is anyone else out there? Let me know You know, in the comment. Anybody else look through like 12 pages of Joe Diffie pictures, or is <laughs> it just me? <laughs> At one point, I had like 25 pictures of Reba. <laughs> Riding horses saved on my phone. Which <laughs> if someone ever just like stole your phone, like what is what is going he on? He was here? having a weird day. <laughs> I don't even want this. I'm gonna put it back where I found it. <laughs> I immediately regret stealing this phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're having a good time over there. Um, yeah, stay tuned. We're gonna we're gonna continue to try to do giveaways and. Some merch pre-orders. Uh-oh. Hey-o. Going to be doing that very, very soon. Treat yourself when it comes Treat out. Treat yourself. Get that Shadow podcast merchandise. Merch. Treat yourself. <laughs> but, you know, and, and until we meet again, I guess. 
thank you all so very much. We love you deeply. Love you, love you. And no matter what, don't forget, if, if Bubba can dance, you can too. You can too. <laughs> Turn loose. <laughs> See you guys. Bye.